0: Welcome to Budget for Tacos. This is Kyle and Tiffany, and this week we want to talk to you about the importance of zero-based budgeting, sinking funds,
1: and a clickbait article that really grinds our gears. You want to find out what that is? Stay tuned.
0: And we're back with Budget for Tacos. Hi, guys. Hey. (laughs) I don't I came out of nowhere. Anyways. <laughs> um yes, welcome back to Budget for Tacos. Another week down, another crazy week. Yeah. Tiffany, was it crazy?
1: It was crazy. You wanna know why?
0: Yeah, I wanna know why.
1: Because yesterday I actually know why. <laughs> yesterday was the last day at my job that I had been in for four and a half years, which is a big chunk for me. I'm only twenty seven. Four and a half years is most of my 20s, you know.
0: I mean, there's, yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. I was <laughs> going to try to do some math there, but I was like, no, nah, wait, that made sense. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't argue with the wifey. Happy wife, happy life. Anyways. Anyways. Um. Yeah, so yesterday was my last day, and honestly, this whole week has been kind of a really great send-off week because at our job, they ended up having spirit week, which I don't. I honestly don't remember the last time we had a spirit week at the job that you know I was working at
0: I don't remember at all ever having this <laughs>
1: yeah so it was so cool um, so yesterday was Hawaiian shirt day so Kyle and I got to dress up as Hawaiian
0: clothing we Hawaiian people sh- yeah. yeah Hawaiian clothing people <laughs> I know what that means <laughs>
1: But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, we had donuts the day before. A really kind coworker brought in delicious homemade egg rolls and cream cheese wontons. So good. Shout out, Christopher, if you're listening. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a really great week. And it was a little bittersweet because, you know, being with a lot of the people for so long, they really became like a family to me. And I mean, kind of for real because I didn't talk to half of them. Just like I don't talk to half of my family. <laughs> Thank you. I can't, I can't do the drum thing. <laughs> <Da-da->
0: <laughs> you know what? Yeah, it's all good, though. I mean, yeah. it's all love. So um,
1: everyone there was great. I really... It was a really good atmosphere. Um,
0: it's a very good atmosphere. I mean, I, I'm still working there. Yeah. And, you know, the managers that we work under, they're always having fun. Um, they have always...
1: Nerf gun war <laughs> fights. They have <laughs> Nerf
0: gun fights, yes. Um But yeah, I mean, they're good people, the upper management, they're very good. They're always trying to help you, uh, you know, learn and improve yourself and grow within the business, so it's really neat. Um,
1: But yeah, it was my last day yesterday, so I start my new adventure training at Target um, on Monday. From home. From home, yeah. The job
0: is at home, so... Mm
1: -hmm, Exactly, so it's a permanent position. I get to work at home and it's guest services and all that fun stuff, so... We are uh, setting up all my equipment. We started a little bit tonight, and we'll probably finish up tomorrow. And yeah, just super excited. It's been a pretty crazy week, like nerves, you know, going on high. And yeah, and you know, our little child Cole starting to grow his second tooth, and he's starting to do a lot more mamas and daddas, and trying to walk. He'll get up on his hands and tippy toes to try to stand up, and he's not even crawling yet. So it's been a fun week.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, and outside of that too, you know, just thinking about budgeting. I myself picked up a side hustle. I am helping on weekends and possibly weekdays, but as of right now, just weekends. Helping cleaning up. Um, what do you, what do you call them? Community centers. It's basically like where people. Wedding venue Yeah, kind of where stuff. they have their wedding receptions, wedding venues. And we go in and we clean up after them. So side hustle, extra money, more debt payoff, that's the goal. So I'm pretty excited about that. I do have to get up at three AM tomorrow, so we'll see how excited I am at three AM. Haha <laughs> <laughs> Rude. Um But I'm
1: getting up all night with the baby, so it's a it's a trade
0: off. That's what she says right now.
1: <laughs>
0: so I mean, what else has happened this week that's really Um Newsworthy.
1: All of the stuff going on with the stimulus things that, that has been, been big. oh yeah. yeah, we've been keeping tabs on every day. Breaks from work, go out, look at our phones, see what the newest update is with mm-hmm. getting a stimulus check, or see what's going to happen with the student loans. That's a big one that we're really looking at.
0: Yeah, and I mean, of course, we're not sitting here and being like, "Oh yeah, student loan forgiveness, get rid of all my debt." But it's it's just seeing what the government's going to do right now. Um, on top of getting a stimulus check or a little bit of student loan help, continuous student loan help um, is nice but looking at how they're gonna approach the schooling system, you know our schools gonna be coming back? are they putting more money into our child's future? Um, is it gonna be safe to go back? All that kind of stuff too is we're just trying to keep tabs on everything because it's a crazy world like we were just talking about this I think last night. Just thinking about 2020 and how we have never experienced a year like 2020 in our lifetime.
1: No, and everything that's happening this year is going to forever change the future, I feel like. I I can't foresee being able to go in public to a store, I mean, at least for the next couple of years, without having to wear a mask or mm-hmm. feeling comfortable enough for most people to you know, wear a mask and right. to stay distant and... I mean, I know um, this weekend we're having to miss a family member's, like, uh, her baby's baptism. And And a birthday. And a birthday. Two birthdays. Exactly. Two birthdays. We're having to miss that because we just heard about the story where a nine-month-old child just died from COVID. And that hits home for us because we have an eight-month-old child. And we just don't want to risk anything.
0: Yeah. Just, you know, not just for us, but trying to keep other people safe because you know, it's, we're all in this together. It's not me versus you and you versus Karen or the government (laughs) or the government, you know, we need to be sticking together, you know, just respect each other's decisions. If somebody wants to wear a mask or not wear a mask, you don't need to be attacking them. Um, it's, we're all, like I said, we're all in this together. And if we, you know, start splitting up on this, it's just It's going to be hell. I mean, it is hell right now. You just see people on social media all the time fighting about it, and it just hurts to see, and I wish we could all come together and just fight this together.
1: Right, but no, people have to be little jerks. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, on to a lighter topic of finance stuff. Yeah, let's get
0: into our uh, topics tonight. Um we are going to start talking about zero-based budgeting. If you do not know what zero-based budgeting is, Tiff, why don't you tell them what the actual definition of this is?
1: All right. So a zero-based budgeting is a method of budgeting in which all expenses must be justified and approved for new for each new period, a.k.a. when you get a paycheck from your bills, your debt, and necessities like groceries you know cash envelope kind of things at the end of the day your bank account should say zero you want all that money to be put somewhere
0: yes you're you're trying to tell every single dollar every single coin i guess you can say where to go how much you're going to budget for certain things and you should be set to where every single dollar is set aside for something um so how this works, uh you know, for example, we just got paid on Friday yesterday and we go through and we figure out what is due for the next 2 weeks. We write down our income and then after that we write down all the bills that are due. So at this point for us we had rent, we had our cell phone bill, um auto loan, a couple other things. So you take the bills that are for sure due and you need to pay them right away. No ifs ands or buts.
1: So even if like, you know, we get paid on the 24th or whatever, even if the bill's not due until the 31st, if that bill is due between when you got paid and before you get paid next, you're paying it that same day.
0: Pay it that day. You don't wait until the due date because that money's going to sit in there for a week or maybe a week and a half and Something's going to come up, like you're driving home and you feel super hungry and you're like, you know, I want to stop for Taco Bell. (laughs) Taco Bell, look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you go and you spend money that was supposed to be for, let's say, your cell phone bill, but now you spent 15 bucks of it.
1: Or you're at work and you're like, wow, it's my last day. I really deserve another Mountain Dew or a Dr. Pepper, and you end up spending $10 at the micro market in one day. <laughs>
0: Did we, didn't we talk about this too last week, about our micro market spending, how bad it was? Uh-huh. And I feel like this last week or two, we started falling back in that pit.
1: We slipped because we, slipped. we weren't zero-based budgeting. <clears throat> For some reason, we you know kind of went off the wagon. I feel like where it came from was we um, ended up getting this like, Wells Fargo got sued for whatever and so we were part of the claim and we got sent like a $13 check and then a $20 check for our profit from whatever the settlement was and so we put that in our bank account and we could have should have used it to pay off our snowball debt but instead we used it for dumb stuff.
0: Yeah (laughs) so anyways so you take your income minus your bills so let's just say your income, your paychecks between you and your husband, your spouse, just you, whatever, um, is two thousand dollars. You subtract your rent or mortgage, you subtract cell phone, you subtract auto loan. Let's say those total thirteen hundred. Two thousand minus thirteen hundred, you are now sitting with Tiff, what's the math? Oh, I put you on the <laughs> spot <It's> so hard <laughs> you right
1: sure there. Did. Like 700 Was I listening it's, right? It's $700. <laughs> so
0: you have $700 left over. And then what we like to do next is um, list out our debt, which is basically, to us when we say debt, it's credit cards. Um, now, you do have these due within that two weeks. So it is still a bill, but we just kind of have two different sections of it. It still has to be paid. Let's say you have three credit cards, $100 due. Now how much do you have left?
1: Was that $100 for all three?
0: $100 total for the three credit cards.
1: So you would have $600 left, Kyle (laughs)
0: Burke. $600. After that, you're going to have your cash envelopes. Or if you want to leave this money in your checking, especially right now with COVID going on. Because a lot of
1: places aren't taking cash or Mm -hmm. they're on like their coin shortage. So they're going to ask you to round up. And it's like, come on, that's going to throw off my budget.
0: So you're telling me I got to buy a pack of gum that's a... 99 cents you want me to pay a dollar for it no it's 99 cents
1: <laughs> wow i am keeping okay. my penny
0: i earned that penny anyways right. <laughs> that was probably the worst worst example example could i could have said up. i could have said like a dollar 15 rounded to. anyways so where was i cash envelopes now with your cash envelopes these are variable expenses which can differ from month to month so with these we personally use Cash envelopes for grocery, gas, baby,
1: household items, household, pets,
0: pets, eating out, eating out, which we don't do right now. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have two personal envelopes for ourselves, for our own necessities and fun money. So we have six hundred dollars left over. These variable expenses are things that we need to survive on, so we're going to put money into that. So, for example, our budget we put away or we put aside three hundred dollars for groceries. So six hundred minus three hundred, we, <laughs> we have
1: three hundred.
0: We have three hundred dollars left over. Uh, we need pet food this month, so we usually say about forty dollars there. And then baby, we do about a hundred. Just throwing that out there. So are you keeping up with the math here?
1: Are we down to 160?
0: I forgot where we were. I think we're it down to It was 600 160. minus 300, so that's 300.
1: <laughs> minus 40 does 260.
0: Yep.
1: Okay. And then minus 100, that goes down to 160. Yep. I got the math, guys. Cool. <laughs> Don't worry, I got it. No calculator. And then,
0: okay, so 160, and then we usually put aside 40 for gas.
1: Okay, so 110.
0: 120.
1: Oh my God, 120?
0: 120. <laughs> I need a <Yeah>. calculator, guys. <laughs> Um, and then our fun budget, we don't do anything with right now. And Our eating out budget, we're not putting anything in as well. Um, entertainment as well. Household, let's just say we need
1: uh, toilet bucks. paper
0: and whatever. So, okay, so 20 bucks. So now we're at...
1: 100. We
0: have $100 left over. We have all of our bills paid. We have money budgeted for necessities in life. And now we have $100 left over. Now, depending on where you are... In your financial journey, if you are trying to save some money right now, I think we talked about the $1,000 emergency fund uh, last week.
1: Yep, that's step number one. That's
0: step one. So you want to make sure that $1,000 is filled up. So if you're sitting with $800 in that emergency fund and you have $100 left over from this uh, zero-based budgeting with your paycheck, that 100 is going to go directly to that savings to put it at 900 And you're going to do that till it's at 1000 now, let's say you have $1,000, you are going to move on from that and you're going to work on attacking your debt. So even though you paid the minimum payments due on those credit cards or your car loan, student loans, whatever, you are going to attack your smallest balanced debt with that $100. So let's say those three credit cards, your balances are $1,000, $2,000, and $3,000. That $1,000 credit card, you're putting all your money towards after you're budgeting, you're going to put it all towards that. So that $1,000, let's say you made that minimum payment earlier in your budget of $50. Now you put an extra 100 to it because that's what's left over. So you're putting 150 towards that credit card. And that's what you're going to do with every paycheck. And and, now,
1: oh, I was going to say, and that thing is going to go away, way sooner than if you would have just been making the minimum payments mm-hmm. for the next like six years of your cause life. Because of, of interest. Because <laughs> of interest.
0: And a lot of people will say that the $1,000 is not enough for them to be able to throw extra money at debt. But it's it's a mindset thing. You know, you have to, you have a little bit set there. You have to be ready to just throw extra money towards your debt to get that out of your life so that you can save more afterwards. Save for vacations and save for whatever. Save for retirement. You can do that
1: exactly well and after the what's called baby step two of paying down all of your debt um, baby step three is saving three to six months worth of all of your expenses in case there is some kind of emergency like a lot of people have experienced with um with COVID of being laid off you know we hear a lot of the people who got to do and complete baby step number three said that they were completely confident and prepared once it happened because they had three to six months of all their expenses saved up so that they didn't have to stress. I mean, I'm sure they still stressed, but at least for their bills and expenses and such.
0: And I feel like with everything going on with COVID, this is a great time. If you feel like you are struggling financially and you're scared, you should definitely look into the baby steps um, and follow them. (laughs) Trust us, it's right. been a lifesaver for us if we were in this situation two or three years ago, Pardon my French, we'd be shitting our pants right now because <laughs> we'd have no idea what what to do
1: well, and I feel like a lot of people the moment that they hear the name Dave Ramsey, they either think one of two things: who is that or oh my God, that's the cult guy, you know like I had no idea when I first heard Dave Ramsey. Okay, I guess there's a third option. I had no idea who he was. But even if you don't care for Dave Ramsey, the person, his baby steps have been proven by hundreds of thousands of people to work. This Mm -hmm. is a way to literally become like net worth millionaires. Um, Even if that's not your goal in life, just to be able to pay your debt and live your life
0: debt free. free interest free
1: Yeah, it's huge. So like I said, even if you don't care for Dave Ramsey, don't know who he is, don't want to deal with him whatever, follow these baby steps and it'll change your life. It's soo- that mm-hmm. that sounds like a very bold statement, but it's it's true. Money is a huge part of your life and this mm-hmm. will it will literally change your life.
0: Let's go over that again. Let's talk about the baby steps and what they are. Yeah. Um so there's 7 steps for the Dave Ramsey baby steps. Step number one, as we discussed, is the $1,000 emergency fund. That's the first thing you want to do. Now, for those of you who are like, okay, I want to try these baby steps. You know, I have $10,000. Um, yeah, nice. <laughs> in a savings account, what do I do since it says I should only have 1000 What you should do is take $9,000 of that and attack your debt. If you don't have that much debt, you're going to save some of it.
1: Good on you. You're going right to baby step number three then.
0: Yes, you are living (laughs) debt-free and you're good to go. Now, step two is paying off all your debts using the debt snowball, not including your mortgage. So the debt snowball is listing all your debts balance from smallest to largest.
1: And that includes your car loan. That includes student loans.
0: Personal loans. Literally
1: everything except for your Home mortgage.
0: I've even seen people include, like with Verizon, when you go in and mm. get a new phone and they, you know, it's a two year plan where you pay a certain amount each month, they'll even put that into their debt snowball. You know, if you're serious about getting rid of all debt, anything you're making monthly payments on is debt. Yes. <laughs> so after you're done paying off all your debt, number one, good for you, go celebrate. Party. Yeah. <laughs> but you gotta save for it. <laughs> <laughs> Step number three is. Three to six months of savings. And this is based on your expenses for each month. So, for one month, let's say after your mortgage, your gas, your groceries, um, utilities, the things that you need to survive on.
1: It does not include debt, such as credit cards, student loan, car payment, because yes. that's already going to be done with baby step number two.
0: Yes. You need to take that number, let's say it's $3,000 a month, is what you need to survive and keep your family afloat. 3000 a month would say for every three months, that's $9,000. So $9,018,000 is how much you want to save. Um, a lot of people think that's crazy because they don't see that kind of money coming through.
1: Or they don't foresee ever needing to use it. But, but, COVID. COVID.
0: <laughs> 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 but you think about paying off all your debt and how much you're putting towards debt, minimum payments per month. And I will share our numbers with you because we are very open about this. We are currently paying right under $700 a month towards our t- student loans, our car loan, and our credit cards. $700 a month. That's cray. That's
1: <laughs> and I mean, that's even after paying off, you know, however much other debt that we've had.
0: We used to pay How almost $1,000 a month on stupid debt mm-hmm. until we started this. We had 13 credit cards. We have three currently because of <laughs> the baby steps. <laughs> um, where was I?
1: Baby
0: step number three. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, all that debt's paid off say now you can put a $1,000 towards this every single month plus whatever extra you already were putting towards your debt. So let's say you were putting $500 a month extra towards your debt. That's 1500 a month. So you can save up one month's worth of expenses within two months. You can do it. It's going to take a lot of...
1: Willpower.
0: Willpower, but you can do it and it's going to pay off in the long run because you are going to be feeling so much pressure lifted off your shoulders.
1: Oh yeah. And you're going to be prepared in case S does hit the fan.
0: Exactly. After that, you're going to do baby step four, which is investing 15% of your household income for retirement. So you have all your debt paid off. You have money saved for emergencies. Now is where you want to invest your money for retirement. 15%. It's not a whole lot. At the same time, if you have children, and if you want to save for your children's college funding, this is when you also do that. So for us, I think we, when we talk numbers, we're like, you know, we could maybe set aside 50 bucks a paycheck per person. So $200 a month could get our children of, you know, a, a degree. <laughs> chunk. <laughs> it would give mean, them something. It
1: won't give them their whole student loan. But
0: it's helping. Needed. You know? Yeah, exactly. And even if they don't go to school, this can be some kind of... Money for them to help with their future if they want to start a business or they want to be an entrepreneur. You know, this is your way of helping them just by saving a little bit each each month. And then you're also going to do baby step six, which is paying off your home early.
1: So four, five, six, you're essentially doing them all together at once.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're putting fifteen percent in. So you get your paycheck, fifteen percent for retirement's already taken out. You're putting a little bit off for college. You're going to do your zero base budgeting like we talked. About before, whatever's left over, put towards your home. Pay that sucker off early. Get rid of it. Can, yeah, yeah. Think about all the debts that you have in life. If you have a mortgage, and if you don't have a mortgage, think about when you will. Think about paying off your home and having a you'll, mortgage-free house. You'll own that thing. It'll be
1: yours, not the <laughs> bank's
0: yours. Your net worth just skyrocketed. You bought a house for 200000 and you paid it off. You did a few renovations. You're sitting on $240,000 net worth by having a paid off house. I mean, that's pretty cool. You're a quarter of the way to being a net worth millionaire. So it's pretty cool. After your home is paid off, this is when you can just sit back, relax, and enjoy life. You're gonna build your wealth and you're gonna give. So when we say build wealth, this is saying all your income that's coming in after bills is going to retirement, it's going to savings. It's letting you have fun. And it also allows you to give back to people. And this is one thing that Tiff and I actually talked about that we would love to do. And it's providing Christmases to people in need. And I feel like that's something I really want to do and look forward to. So Baby Steps are very close to my heart because I want to get to that point to where my money is helping other people.
1: Well, and... Obviously, a lot of people say, well, you can give even if you are poor, if you don't have money. It's being able to give such a generous amount without even having to blink an eye and worry about mm-hmm. if it's going to affect your own finances. Right. Like there's a story that um Dave Ramsey shared about a gentleman that he knew where um he found out that... um what was I going to say? He found out that an organization was giving bikes away to kids in need. And they asked him if you know, he could help like, donate money for one or two bikes. He's like, well, how many bikes do you need? And they said, however many, like 70 or something. He said, okay, give me the price. I'll pay for all of them. He ended up paying for all of the bikes for all of these kids in need. Wow! And, Who is this? Uh, the guy that Dave Ramsey talked about, one of his colleagues. Oh, okay. Um, He talked about it on the Financial Peace University video. Yeah. Okay. And he said the only stipulation was that he wanted him and his family to be able to be there and help hand these bikes out. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, just to see the look on the kid's face when they were able to get this bike for Christmas. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it was beautiful. And honestly, and, like, he had just taken his family on a cruise to, I don't remember where it was, but I remember it was expensive. And it was, like, a family of, like... His kids and then the the, uh, spouses and their children and all of that. So it was... Mm -hmm. I mean, he was able to do that without basically blinking an eye. It was like, he's prepared for this. He's Mm -hmm. a net worth millionaire.
0: And So uh, the term net worth millionaire is always thrown around a lot in the financial...
1: Field. (laughs) Financial field, yes.
0: The world. And when people say net worth millionaire, it's not saying... They have a million dollars in cash, in hand, in a suitcase, hidden under their pillow, whatever.
1: I mean, they could. They but. <laughs> could.
0: But a net worth millionaire is basically saying your assets minus your liabilities equal a million dollars. So you could have 500000 in your retirement fund. You could have... And if you, if you heard that, Tiff is ripping up paper next to me right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um. 500,000 in your retirement, you have 200,000 in just another savings account and then let's say your house is paid off and it's worth 300,000. You're a net worth millionaire right there. Um, so when that term is thrown out thrown around a lot, it's a lot different than somebody saying, "Yes, I'm a millionaire" because a net worth millionaire and a millionaire are two different things. Millionaire is they have million dollars in cash. They have their it's Elon Musk, you know, like <laughs> different Different categories. We all
1: want to be a millionaire, let's you, face it. But it's it's a lot more attainable for us to be net worth millionaires, at least first.
0: And plus, if you're a millionaire with millions of debt, then what's the point of even caring that you're a millionaire? Because <laughs> you got all this debt. So a net worth millionaire, it's where it's at, man. It's where it's at.
1: I mean, you could be a millionaire and not have debt. That would be ideal.
0: Yeah, but you know half these millionaires <laughs> have debt because... They own their own businesses and stuff like that. They have their own, you know, small business loans and stuff. Anyways, get off topic here. Um, next tanky. thing we want to talk about before we wrap up part one is sinking funds. And do you want to explain what the sinking funds are?
1: Yeah. So basically, a sinking fund is a fund formed by periodically setting aside money for the gradual uh, repayment of a debt or replacement of a wasting asset. And essentially what that means is, let's say you want to save up like, you know, $500 for Christmas, depending whenever you start, you'll put, you'll take like $500 divided by how many paychecks you have until Christmas time, and that's how much money you're going to save per paycheck for Christmas to buy Mm -hmm. presents and such.
0: Yep. And sinking funds are very very good to have because it helps you plan for expenses down the road that you know you're going to have at some point instead of having those expenses dropped on you and you're not prepared. Um, For example, let's say auto repairs. That can be a sinking fund. Um, You put away, let's just say, 20 bucks per paycheck for auto repairs. Um, And by the end of the year, I mean, how much money do you have if you're doing... 20 bucks. I am not quick (laughs)
1: math right now. I'm waiting waiting for her to do some (laughs)
0: math. So let's just say you get 26 paychecks a month. I mean, you've seen it with 500 some dollars to help with auto repairs. Now, let's say something happens. Well, you have that money sitting there. Um,
1: Now, you might be wondering, why can't I just use my emergency fund for this?
0: Or any kind of savings? Yep.
1: Exactly. And I mean, essentially. You could that's what the emergency fund is there for is if there is an emergency, but like let's say that you know you want to get an oil change you know in a month or so, you get a couple paychecks before that time. you just you put it part of your budgeting to save for that instead of having to dig into your emergency fund, which should be set aside just for emergencies. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're able to kind of do a side preparing. Uh, action for that for like what the sinking fund is meant to be for then more power to you it's better than you know draining your emergency fund and then having to build it back
0: up so let's just kind of do an example Um, let's take four different types of sinking funds that you have that you could have let's say one is car repairs one is a Christmas sinking fund one is a birthday fund and one is vacation now, let's throw out a number that you want to save per month. What do you think?
1: Um, Let's do 500 total per month.
0: Per month. Okay. And so, let's say that
1: we start in January.
0: Yes. So, we're going to do a whole year's worth. So, $500 a month looking at car repairs, Christmas, birthdays, and vacations. You can kind of see which ones are going to be more costly than the others. So, in my head, I'm probably going to put aside $200 for car repairs I'm gonna do we'll say about a hundred dollars for Christmas, um, fifty dollars for birthdays, and a hundred and fifty dollars for vacations. Um at the we
1: all know vacations can get a little spendy.
0: Yes, vacations are vacations and car repairs will be more spendy than Christmas and birthday gifts. Um and so for the end of the year, let's say you save up, we just just based that off of 12 months, what numbers do we get for each of those funds?
1: So for car repairs, by the end of the year, you're going to be sitting with $2,400 if you ever need a car repair. Uh, for Christmas, you're sitting at 1200 bucks. I feel like that can get you a decent amount for Christmas presents.
0: I just want to throw this out there. $1,200 for Christmas. You do realize that $1,000 of that is going to come right back into my pocket because we don't buy a lot for Christmas. That thousand dollars is going towards debt. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, and then birthdays, we're gonna have six hundred totaled up. Now, granted, depending on what everyone's birthday is, you know, but you'll be having six hundred dollars throughout right. the whole year.
0: Well, let's you know think about if you have one birthday every two months. Well, if you're saving fifty dollars a month, that's a hundred dollars every two months. So you're gonna have some funds there to you know provide for birthday presents or cards or whatever you have it set aside for just that reason
1: and it won't be thrown on you like oh crap i have to set aside this you know Mm. emergency right now exactly um and then vacations you're gonna have 1800 bucks and like let's say you don't want to take a vacation that year you do this again the next year you're gonna have all that money saved up Mm -hmm. for vacations
0: or if you get to a certain amount that you want to stop at like if you get to vacations at 2000 and you know that your vacations aren't going to be more than 2000 stop putting money in vacations and instead put it in other sinking funds. Or if there's another sinking fund that pops up, let's say your child is going to be starting school the next year, you're going to start a sinking fund for back to school. And you can start putting money into that as well. So there's you can have five sinking funds, you can have 10, you can have 20. You can basically, anything that you want to save for in the future, make a sinking fund for. And as Tiff was saying earlier about the emergency savings, how you don't want to touch that, um, a lot of people will be like, well, sinking funds, why can't I just save money? If you were to save, let's say $100 a month, at the end of the year, you have $1,200, and you look at that, and you say to your wife, hey, $1,200, let's you know go on a week vacation down to Mexico wherever. Won't happen because of COVID.
1: <laughs> well, that and $1,200 is going to be a cheap Mexico vacation.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, so you now you take out that $1,200 you saved up and then next month you're like, oh, hey, remember we wanted to get the roof replaced in two months. Well, we just used that $1,200 that we had saved for whatever. And now we have nothing for the roof repair.
1: Now you're kind of screwed. Huh? Yes.
0: So this is why sinking funds are very valuable to budgeting is so that you have certain areas of your life that you need to cover and you're saving for it every month so that you're prepared for when that time comes. So, that is sinking funds, that is zero-based budgeting. Tiff, did you want to cover anything else between these two?
1: Um, the only thing I could think about is sinking funds. Um, just wanted to mention you can either do it with cash, so save cash and have them in cash envelopes or Um, we did hear about we don't know this for sure, but we heard about possibly like Capital One Three Sixty, you can have up to twenty four different like savings accounts through there. So you could utilize something like that to where you're electronically storing your money Mm -hmm. for sinking fund, but it's all separated.
0: Which would make sense if you can find a nice money market account with a decent interest rate, if you just put your money in there and let it sit for two, three years. I mean you're not gonna make a whole lot, but You're gonna make a little bit and it'll help a little bit, so why not?
1: Hey honey, money's money. You see a penny on the ground, pick it up. It's money.
0: I was really hoping you were gonna rhyme penny with something.
1: Penny schmenny.
0: Okay, we (laughs) will be right back with our next part. Thanks for tuning in to Budget for Tacos and we'll be right back. Yes sir. Welcome back to Budget for Tacos. And now we are going to talk about Tiffany's next favorite taco recipe.
1: Holla, holla. All right. So this one is meat-free for anyone who does not eat meat out there. Um, Kyle and I actually had this taco recipe for like two or three weeks in a row for lunch um, at work. And it was actually pretty tasty, not going to lie. Um, so it's called black bean and sweet potato tacos it's from uh, kitchen.com and it's k-i-t-c-h-n that's kind of cute and yeah it's pretty simple it's just sweet potatoes uh, black beans onion then with some spices Um, and then you serve it with guac kajita cheese and uh, corn tortillas or chips and it's super simple super tasty um, if you're a fan of spicy, <laughs> the main recipe makes it really spicy. We, uh, we tried it the first week. We found out it was very spicy. The next week, we ended up dumbing down on the spice, so it was manageable for us. Um, and it turned out to be a really, really tasty recipe. So just like last week, we will put that up on our uh, social media page so you can check it out. And if you make it, shout out to us. Let us know what you like if you liked it.
0: And that sound leads us into our taco...
1: Taco, taco,
0: taco. Bell. Bell,
1: bell, bell.
0: Gift card. Gift card, gift
1: card, gift card. Giveaway. Giveaway, giveaway, giveaway.
0: That was actually really cool. (laughs) Um, And this week's keyword is going to be... Chalupa. Chalupa. So this week's (laughs) keyword is Chalupa. Remember, if you are picked... To win the $20 gift card from Taco Bell, you will need to have two keywords that we presented to you from last week's episode and this week's episode to also win a secret prize.
1: The bonus prize. The bonus
0: prize. Yes. Once again, keyword is chalupa.
1: Which is Kyle's favorite thing to get at Taco Bell. Alrighty, now we are going to be talking about... The article, a.k.a. clickbait, that really grinds our gears. Gears grinded. (laughs) It is from, I'm sure you guys might have heard about this company or this website. It's called The Penny Hoarder. And on Facebook, I was scrolling through and I found this article. And it kind of piqued my interest because the title is 10 Lessons to Take from Millionaires Who Are Really Good with Money. I clicked on it. I was like, hey, this might be interesting. I wonder what they have to say. I started scrolling through it. I realized, wow, all these things have the same kind of thing in common. They're all specific companies that you can go through. i link tr- to those companies. Yep, to try to quote-unquote make money. And then I looked up at the actual website. The beginning of it is partners. And at the top of the page, it shows sponsored so they are literally getting paid by telling people that you can become a millionaire by using all these random partnerships that they have that they're making money
0: they're PPCs it's paid per click so these companies are putting a certain price on their links and these other companies will promote them these companies will get paid they pay this company and it's just a back and forth thing. Get you to do this, but
1: it's all crap. (laughs) There is, there's like one and kind of two points in this article that they're the only like legit ones. Um, one's
0: about zero based budgeting.
1: Yep, the one it's like number seven was about zero based budgeting, with we which we uh talked about. about previous, and then uh, number nine on this list talked about listening to. Other millionaires um listening to podcasts and stuff to take their advice to see what they did.
0: And who's on there? Dave
1: Ramsey. Holla, <laughs> holla.
0: And Robert Kiyosaki. He's actually a very good writer when it comes to um, wealth building books as well.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: But then there's some on there that really, really get me because, I don't know, there's some things in finances that really just bug me or grinds my gears And one of them is the single stock trading apps that are out there. Um, I don't want to say any names, Robinhood or, you know, like any other kind of companies out there, (coughs) Stash. Um, But these companies basically put trading at your fingertips, penny stocks, single stocks. And the, the stock market is too volatile for you to go in and place 50 cent trades into the stock market like this is not a game and you're going to hurt yourself in the long run just because you think that you're investing money and you're going to make money by putting a little bit in here and there
1: when you have no idea what you're doing
0: yes and these apps make it too easy for anybody to go in create an account link your bank account put a little money in here and there and be like oh yeah like these guys are going up you should buy them it's there's no education behind it at all. And it is screwing people over, for example, uh, this one kid yeah. just last month.
1: We found an article that talks about how this kid, he I think he went through Robin Hood, and he lost $17,000. And because of that, he killed himself because he couldn't...
0: He couldn't grasp
1: <laughs> yeah, he couldn't find his essentially his way out, mm-hmm. and he felt so lost that he ended up taking his own life
0: and how old was he?
1: Uh, he was young, I want to say he was maybe nineteen or just or, in the college or early 20s yeah. yeah, his life just started, mm-hmm. and he lost everything because of these single stock apps and it's just it's it's really sad and mm-hmm. I mean Kyle and I we before we knew better, like a year or two ago, we tried out Robin Hood. And um,
0: we were in that same mindset. We're like, oh my God, we can get into the stock market and look at these dollar stocks, man. And it's so easy. Right. It's people are looking for a quick fix to get rich and single stocks are not the way to go. I mean, you can ask any wealth building coach. You can ask any financial advisor, Google single stocks and what they can do to you. Stay away from them. Stay away from these apps, Robinhood, Stash. I don't know what else is out there because I stop caring about them. Mm-hmm. Stay away from them. Just, you know, just looking out for you guys. Don't put your money into them.
1: Go with a professional if you're going to go to the stock market. Yes,
0: yeah, go to firms. Um, talk to somebody that knows what they're doing. It's their career. And that's what you need to be looking into. Um, I guess another one on here that it's kind of 50-50 on. Um, was about leaving your family a million dollars through life insurance policies. And what really kind of stinks is that they don't talk about the difference of um what's the...
1: Life term and 20-year?
0: Yeah, yeah. The life term and the 20-year policies. If you are on this plan of trying to build wealth, you do not need to have life insurance until the day you die. You're going to be spending how much per month and in the long run you're only going to be getting a certain amount back these places are going to be collecting more money off of you than they're going to be paying out to your family so getting one of these short-term life insurance plans about 20 years that's giving you 20 years to get your butt in gear and on this plan and start building your net worth because once you have let's say a retirement fund and you're sitting on a million dollars net worth that's gonna be your life insurance policy when you think about it. When you have beneficiaries and you pass, that money's gonna go down to them. You do not need life insurance in your 90s.
1: And honestly, I feel like half the time, uh, even when you go with the 20 year plan, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle, but I think the monthly might be cheaper yes, than the life. Yes. It is. Um, and so that's one of the benefits. And I know, like, we saw this graphic where it showed that you know it showed you just paying um for the lifetime or the life term or whatever uh, life insurance and you know it goes up to x number of dollars for your life that you're paying in each month and then it also shows the 20-year um, life insurance however much you're putting towards that and if you're also putting x number of dollars into investments you're uh, you're getting a Way way better off going that route because you're, and total I guess between the life insurance and the savings, or and the investments. I'm sorry, it's gonna be huge, way more than if you go with the whole the life term.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So you just gotta be careful with some of these articles. You know they're gonna they're gonna hit you with that clickbait title, but you really need to do your own research when you're looking through these because they're gonna give you advice that is crap advice. And it's because they're getting paid to give you that crap advice. It's
1: just benefiting their pocket.
0: Exactly. Which sucks. Exactly. For you. Exactly. <laughs> so that is going to wrap up this week's episode of Budget for Tacos. We have given out the two keywords for our Taco Bell giveaway. Yes. And we will be announcing a winner next Friday, right? Yeah, For next this coming week, Friday. You, yep.
1: you still have one week to go in and do everything that you need to do, which really isn't much. It's no. like follow like our page. Like the post, share the post on your Facebook page, yada yada.
0: Just go to Facebook, you'll see the post there. Yeah,
1: we have two posts now. Um really it's easy, it's free tacos, guys.
0: Yeah, it's free tacos. Free tacos. We're not we're not telling you to give us your email address, we're not telling you to, you know, give us a dollar. Um, no. we're gonna give you twenty dollars just to buy tacos. Buy tacos. <laughs> share share a picture. Like yeah. a picture. Like it's not that hard.
1: Share information, share the love
0: exactly so that is it for budget for tacos again this is kyle and tiffany and we will see you guys next week
1: we'll see ya